the legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar, real lime juice, and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. This episode is brought to you by Progressive, where drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average. Plus, auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. Quote now at Progressive.com to see if you could save. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. National average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May of 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Hold, primates listening. It is I, Numator 479. According to our studies of your puny mammalian race, we discovered you like very good coffee. And while it is our evolutionary purpose to cause you psychic torment, we want you awake and vivacious to give it. So try our new blend from Spring Hill Jack Coffee, reptilian in the morning, our proprietary blend of lightly roasted cocayo husks will have you immediately energized upon emerging from the pain cloaca with all your slippery new eggs. Thanks, honey. Hot, hot, I'm cold-blooded. Mmm. Thanks to Spring Hill Jack and last podcast on the left, I'm ready to get out there and eat some babies. Get out of the way, Hillary Clinton. There's no place to escape to. This is the last podcast. On the left. (laughs) Side stories? That's when the cannibalism started. Side stories, yeah. Um, I don't want to do this up top. I don't want to throw off your whole game here. Yeah, I can uh, do it. Try to rattle me. Try, try to, to try to shake me. I'm wearing mistletoe deodorant. <laughs> <laughs> mistletoe scented. Yep. You smelling it? He's smelling it now. Actually, it's very pleasant. You want to kiss me? <laughs> It's more peppermint than mistletoe. No, this is good. Here, look at this. That's what I got right here. Also. You, yep. You've got... Here's my kiss me hat. You've got... Uh, kiss me. You've got a little headband. It's your fucking asshole. <laughs> you got a little headband that's got uh, a little penis-shaped... Uh, but like a gonzo penis. Yeah. And it's got some uh, mistletoe hanging off of it. Fuck me. It's Christmas. <laughs> Is that what this, you think so you can, this is So for? you can walk up to... Yeah, that's what it said on the packaging. Suck me, it's Christmas Suck hat. me! <laughs> I got mistletoe fucking deodorant on. Yeah. I got it on my hat. You haven't kissed me one time. No, I haven't kissed you one time. And I'm not gonna. I already... I just smelled your armpit. That's is, the fucking closest I'm gonna come. I voluntarily leaned over and smelled your armpit upon your request because you. we're friends. It's mistletoe! <laughs> There's a rule there. It's more holiday. It's, I, is than, it not? it's mistletoe. Because mistletoe has more of an earthy scent and that was very pepperminty. I I I'd I love it. it. I'd wear that all year round. To be frank, I think they were loose with the mistletoe name. I think so. I think it's yeah. like when they say arctic blast. 
or Iron Mountain. Yeah, the Arctic Blast Gatorade doesn't remind me of cl- uh, scaling the Andes. No, because not a single person has dropped to their knees and started sucking on my armpits since I got this. <laughs> and I thought that that was the whole point. That was the whole magic of Christmas. Oh, so in your mind, by wearing the mistletoe deodorant, you are entitled to armpit sucking. Yeah. <laughs> Why Santa's not there? What's the point of Santa if he's out there trying to figure out who's going to be fucking following the Santa rules or not? These are Santa's rules. Mm-hmm. You think kind of he kind of gives him sort of a Weinstein like vibe? Yeah, it does. You know, yeah. but the fact that these are Santa's rules and it's Santa's week and we're all fucking paying attention to the rest of it anyway. Mm-hmm. I'm not on board, but I love the mistletoe deodorant. I'm, I'm on board with the mistletoe deodorant. Please give me some. I'm going to give you some. Please, I'd love it. Uh, hand me one of those hats. Let's scissor armpits. <laughs> We can scissor armpits. Oh, you don't got mistletoe though. This no, is not I a mistletoe. I, I don't got no. mistletoe. Watch out! It's got like a stick in the back. Of it. it does so have a stick in the back. Your scalp. Yeah, yeah. But I, st- I do still have somewhat of the Gonzo dick hanging off of my head. No, it seems to be a theme. Yeah, it's it very does. Tim Burton-esque yeah. Christmas stylings that I, we're wearing. I believe that our employees may have bought these specifically to, to humiliate, humiliate us. us. Yeah, yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, of course though. No, of course. No, no. But you know, here we are, and here we stand. And this is Side Stories, ladies and gentlemen. It has been, and it continues to be. My name is Marcus Parks. I'm here with Henry Zabrowski. And guess what? We got the poll back. Our incredible social media team went out there. Because obviously it was a big debate in the center of our fan base. A debate. I would call it uproar. It was an uproar. Uh, But uh, unfortunately, the people have voted. And I hate for the rest of you guys to understand. But uh, poop stories are back in the menu. (laughs) A vote went out. We're allowed to talk about poop again, but yeah. thank, but there's not much poop here today. Thankfully, today, the only poop is the intention of poop. It is not poop itself. It is merely a man trying to uh, elicit poop from another person. Hey. And that does not come. That does not come. That's what I do every day. Trying to elicit poop from For your myself. friends. <laughs> All I want to do is elicit poop. Do you whisper to your butthole? Do you lean down and whisper and try to elicit the nuggets from within? No, I just I just sit and wait. <laughs> I know it's going to come at some point, like I'm waiting for a deer in the forest. <laughs> your toilet's your deer blind. Yes. Oh, God. All right, so we got a lot of stories today. We have a lot of stuff to get to. Um, I don't know if you were watching this. Rob and I were talking about this uh, separately, but there's a story that I do want you to look at for Law and, It's on Law and Crime, the YouTube channel, mm-hmm. maybe for when we come back, because more evidence is coming out about this guy that claims... To have been poisoned, but with rat poison mm-hmm. by a bunch of Taco Bell employees. Ooh. After he came back, basically there was an altercation where he went into a Taco Bell. He said, hey, I'm ordering this meal that normally comes with this specific style of drink. I want to say it was a Taco Bell dessert drink. It was like a blizzard. It was something like a blizzard. It was like a blast. It was a Baja blast. Baja blast. Yeah. But then when he went to go to talk to these guys and he wanted his drink, they didn't have the drink anymore. So he tried to say, all right, I know none of you have any control over this. This is a corporate system put into your computer. There's no way to change these things, Mm -hmm. no matter what you do. But he said, how about in lieu of the Baja blast, you give me a bean and cheese burrito. Right. (laughs) So he said, I'm going to come and do this thing. And the woman said, no, it doesn't work like that. But then he proceeded to do the um, truly upsetting uh, move of saying, do you even know what in lieu of means? Which created a massive altercation. He then left. There's body cam footage, all this kind of stuff. He then says, which is why I think it's fucking suspicious. Hours later, Mm -hmm. he goes to eat his food. And what do we know about Taco Bell food? 
You eat it within the literal seconds that it comes out of that oven. You have to. Because if not, what does it turn into? It becomes congealed. It just turns into what it was before, which is a corporate slurry <laughs> that you are legally allowed to consume. That yeah. is all it is. No, it's, it turns back into food science. Yes, it's back to science, mm -hmm. right? And so he waited many hours, but then he said he found rat poison in his food and came back and accused everyone mm. of poisoning him. I think it's total bullshit. Well, total and complete bullshit. It's very interesting because the police came. It was like clue. They shut down the entire Taco Bell. They had everybody inside. They couldn't leave. And so they went and checked the perimeter. They did find a rat trap was busted open in the back of the Taco Bell. It did have scoop marks inside of the poison that oh. didn't match the poison that oh, was in his food. Well. However, due to the draconian corporate laws that are there to protect you, ladies and gentlemen, they found out, right, that they could not, none of them left the store because they're all tracked. So, Mysterious. None of them left the store. What do you mean none of them left the store? Within the time period that it would have had, had to happen, uh -huh. no one left the store. There was no evidence to show that any employee went out of the store to go to the rat trap. So there was no coverage onto the rat traps via camera, but there was coverage from inside of the Taco Bell, which showed that nobody left. So, qui bono? <laughs> It's a big story. Wow, that's incredible. But we're, we, it's a lot of evidence there, so we don't know. Everything is just accusations flying around. I mean, but that's the thing. I mean, how hard did the forensic team work on the scoop analysis? All I know is, is that it filled some cop's day, and they probably got some free Taco Bell out of it. <laughs> because they said, they said, they're scoops. They're scoops. They're scoops. Hey, yo, well, you know, this one thing I know. You guys never get scoops at the store. Yeah, man, I fucking hate when they sold out because I'm like, you little fucking bitches don't understand that a triangle doesn't pick up enough salsa. <laughs> yeah, there's scoops. But the other thing is, is that if anybody knows scoops, it's Taco Bell employees because I would imagine that they scoop out the refried beans with some sort of circular ice cream scoop. I still, and we've talked we talked with us last couple of weeks, I stand by our fast food employees. Of course. I know that we... I know that they know that we trust them. Yes, we do. And that I know that if I went in like this and I had mistletoe deodorant on and I had this hat on, I'd get fucked and sucked <laughs> as as much as I can handle. I'd have to say no because yeah. I'm married and I don't care that it's Christmas. <laughs> All right. But I I don't know if they would go as so far. This is what I'm saying. Why would you poison the guy? You just rub the food on your on your balls. Yeah. <laughs> That's what you do. That's what you do. spit. You spit in. You it. just spit. That's it. Just go for the classic spit. I don't see anybody going so far as because I don't see the I benefit here because you're killing, you are killing a man and it is very obvious you that can you, be trapped. Yeah, you can be. It's very obvious that the man is going to eat the Taco Bell, eat the rat poison. He's gonna crunch into it. He's not going to keep going after he gets, because there, there's nothing. Well, I guess maybe there's tomatoes. They're, I guess, a little bit crunchy sometimes, but there's nothing. When you, where have you been that a tomato is crunchy? Well, I never get the tomatoes at Taco Bell because they're awful. Well, yeah, I don't. Yeah, I get nothing natural. Yeah, I get nothing. But something as crunchy as rat poison, he's going to notice that immediately. I mean, unless you, it depends on, he might have had a tortilla-like shell. I yeah. don't know what item he had. Yeah, I get, oh, there is the crunchy taco the thing, shell. Is know? if it's a crunchy taco shell, then it doesn't fucking matter. You know what I mean? He's going to, and then, yeah, it might have a bit of a bitter taste. That's what he's saying, that he bit into it and he was sort of going, ha, ha, sort of hawking his guts up, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah, immediate revulsion. Yeah, but we'll see. I mean, this is just a, I was just fascinated by this. Yeah. Because it was the game of Clue. It was all the cops being yeah. like, having to 
find out whose schedule was what, mm-hmm. who did it. You know, it's, it was a long day. Yeah, it's a fun day for a cop, though. There's a, there's, you got a little bit to figure out. You're not just walking up to a dead body and going, whip. Yep. Yeah, it's not just you just yeah prying a dead woman's like half-formed skeleton <laughs> out of a bog. You know what I mean? Like, it's nice. You yeah. get to go to a living. You've seen living people. Yeah. It's a mystery. You're not walking into some shut-ins apartment and finding the guy melted into his fucking armchair after being dead for four weeks. You're in Monk's Tacos. <laughs> you're having a nice time. Because they were all, they're all joking. He's like, ah, oh, you know, you at least you guys, you all kept on the clock to yeah. the Taco Bell guys because they were all kept on the clock. Yeah, so, yeah that's they nice. Were, they were paid for. That's, that is very nice indeed. Isn't it? So where do you want to go first in our cavalcade of true crime stories today? Man, I do want to... The one thing I'm not going to address is how many letters we got about people getting fucked in their colostomy holes and, <laughs> and the amount of uh, different... SCDs that people have found inside of their colostomy holes. We did. That was the story that I wanted to bring up at the end of the last side stories. But since there was a no poop mandate, there I wasn't. couldn't. There was a and I, that's and I argued that this is not a poop story. This is a whole story. It was kind of worse. This is an orifice story because it's one of those great urban legend. You know, my cousin's co-worker's aunt. You know, had somebody come into the ER and they had a colostomy, colostomy bag, bag hole and the, it was infected. And upon further inspection, you know, and they asked and asked and asked. And finally, my partner has been fucking the hole. Yeah. And, you know, so and then they, you know, patch it up and said, you know, don't don't let anyone fuck your hole. Do you think it's for an anniversary? <laughs> So for your like, birthday, like when somebody gets to you know do anal for yeah. for Christmas. No, I seem like anal it was- for Christmas. <laughs> Nothing I love better than having a nice thick breakfast casserole in the morning. Yeah, followed by a bunch of eggnog and stocking chocolate. Anal for Christmas, and I have a bunch of lamb, and then we have a lasagna. <laughs> mm. <laughs> Nothing preps the gut. Yep, better than a fine Christmas meal. And at the end of the night. Anal for Christmas. After all that, uh, I think that the colostomy whole fucking was ongoing. Yeah, it seemed so. like it was ongoing. It seemed like it was something that both parties enjoyed and were consenting to. Well, you know who's not getting anal for Christmas, unless it's in a bad way, is Richard Bradley Jr. Forty, who is being accused of being a serial killer. My God! And, but I also, once we get into the story, I'm gonna refute the label of serial killer on this matter. Well, yes, because we, I don't know if it's a common discussion, but the idea of if you're doing something basically for profit. Yeah. You know, because I I do think that isn't technically serial killing based upon number of bodies within time period, or is it also about modality? It's based on number of bodies. It is definitely based on modality, and it's also usually based on sex because this is a this is a it's based on like a sexual urge, a sexual charge. You don't know what this guy's jerking off to yet. Yeah, we don't. We have no idea. But this is also this is a debate we got into during the Kuklinski episode. Yes. Uh, but let's uh, let's get into the story, and then we can continue this debate. This is one of those stories that I, how do I put this? Like, I don't often, (laughs) I don't, um, I want to say I'm like the world's best reader, but as I go through like a bunch of different articles, I could not physically understand what was happening. And I'm thinking that some of these are just written by robots or people who don't know what's going on. I found one good one because I did not fully understand that he has already been in jail while they put together this entire uh, investigation. Sure. So Richard Bradley Jr., he's 40 years old. He was charged in 2021 with the murder of a young woman by the name of Brandy, Brandy Blake, Blake um, that was found basically abandoned. She was in a shallow grave. 
And what they're saying is that they're, they, since he's been in jail for that crime, they've managed to put together and attach what they're looking like is about three other murders to him, all under the auspices of telling them, they're going to go look for gold, <laughs> which is an incredible reason. I mean, that's the thing. He's, you already got the name, the Leprechaun Killer. The Leprechaun Killer. Yeah. And I feel bad for Warwick Davis because <laughs> I don't want him to get lumped into any of this. Does he? I always wonder this about Warwick Davis. How does he feel about his role in the Leprechaun? I movies? think that motherfucker cashes checks and kisses ass and fucks <laughs> pussy. I think that that's what that motherfucker does. I think he gets up every day proud of hell of himself. He's mm-hmm. a fucking he's the champion. Yeah. Okay. He's doing awesome. That sounds that sounds great. I yeah. mean, but still, my favorite picture on the internet is from the the set of Leprechaun in the Hood, and they're teaching him how to use the bomb. <laughs> yeah, it's incredible. <laughs> so this story is like it's very convoluted. So it looks like he told several people. So now, when it came to Brandy Blake's death, Brandy Blake went missing in early May 2021. Now, a lot of people seem to run into bad luck around Richard Bradley Jr. Mm-hmm. when they come into a lot of money. Yeah. So Brandy Blake had just won 20 grand at a casino. And apparently this is a common thing amongst the, uh, the uh, his victims was that they were carrying a lot of cash on them. And that's the one thing that I was a little puzzled about is that how did this guy find out that these were people who routinely carried a ton of cash on them? Well, because like that, that was an important detail is that it was people who were known to carry large amounts of cash. These are obviously parts of the de- the investigation that we have not gotten this information yet. Because I sure. went deep into trying to find more and I, I really haven't found anything yet because they're pending. Mm-hmm. All of these charges are pending. But what they're saying, I think, is that's where the serial killing element comes in. Yeah. He was grooming people, trying to figure out, like, grooming's not the term, but he was, like, casing people. Casing, yeah. And so he was trying to see, it seems they're all people in his direct vicinity that he knew through friends of friends of friends. Mm -hmm. Some of them seem to have, again, I do not want to demean the dead at all, but some of them seem to have some connection to the drug world. Yeah, one of them definitely has a connection to the drug world. Yes, and I and he, because he said, like, they took a giant, one of the victims he's being attached to took a giant block of heroin in 15 grand, and he had with him after he said, we got to go bury this gold or do something with this gold that's out in the middle of a field. And essentially saying, there's something about, I think, and the mechanism of, you got a bunch of heroin and a bunch of cash, right? And I know that about you. And I'm going to have you, I'm going to ask you to do this illegal thing with me because I already got a bunch of like conspiratorial compromat on you. Yeah. And now we're kind of like, he was saying stuff to these guys of like, you're the only guy I trust. This is the only person I trust. And it's because it's like the opposite. It's because he's got a bunch of bullshit on it. Or is this like some sort of real life Nigerian prince email scam? That's where, what I'm thinking. Where it's like, hey, you've got this cash. And like, this heroin. I've got, I've got gold. I get a hundred grand worth of gold yeah. that needs to move. Because we looked up, remember we were looking up Bouillon? There was mm-hmm. an episode that hasn't happened yet. We pre-recorded and you'll hear it. Right. But we were talking about Bouillon on it. And they were talking about how like, you know, like just one piece of Bouillon. It's like. 10 to 40 G. But he didn't say what kind of gold he had out there. Yeah, like, man, these guys weren't doing the due diligence. <laughs> no one was there. There was no accountant. There was no, nobody there looking into making sure the gold was real. Because I'm going to tell you right now, my, my beloved audience, the gold is never real. The gold is never real. Never take the chance. You know what gold is real? The stuff that's on your body currently. Mm-hmm. You know, or at the museum. <laughs> or in Knoxville. Knoxville. 
At the Fort Knox. At Fort Knox. At Fort Knox. There's probably a lot of gold in Knoxville. Yeah. I actually don't even know if there is there still gold in Fort Knox. I think there I don't is. think there is. No, I think there's still gold in Fort Knox. That's why we put it on a space shuttle or something. Yeah, we put it in a space shuttle and it's orbiting around the Earth. I am covered in mistletoe. Fort Knox still serves its original purpose, holding roughly 147.3 million ounces of gold, which is just over half of the U.S. Treasury's stored bullion. Marcus, I have an idea. Oh, are we gonna fucking? Are we gonna rob Fort Knox? Are we gonna do that? It's me and you. You said that. <laughs> I no, was gonna say I, I the, have something to talk to you about. I asked the question. Yeah, people ask a lot of the questions. hypothetical. I'm just saying. Sounds like that gold's just sitting there waiting to mm-hmm. be taken. Mm, I'm sure it's quite simple. Simple as he, you got to get a, a little guy. You got to get a big guy. I just wrote, we wrote a heist book. We did, yeah. We got to get a little guy, got to get a big guy, got to get... The inside guy. The inside guy. And a guy who's made of gold. (laughs) He can sneak his way in. Are Um, you talking about the guy from the last Austin Powers movie? Yes, gold. Yeah, we'll get that guy. Yeah, we'll get that guy. Okay, yeah, we'll get Mike Myers to revisit his character and then join us in this heist. After the Pentaveret, he should try to do anything else possible. (laughs) God, that show was bad. Didn't, I feel so bad. Didn't feel so bad. I love him. He's my idol. Um, but so if we go back to this, it's it's a lot of murky details. Yeah. We don't quite know what's going on, but he's uses the same MO for all of these guys. Like one was like this one guy, it was a man and his son, a father and son, that they uh the father had come into inheritance. And he somehow convinced the two of them to go out and dig up this gold with him do something with this gold because that, that, that is not exactly clear either but it is interesting like that idea of i'm gonna get you out in the middle of nowhere which just means that none of these people have seen godfather 2 yeah you know which is like you never go no you y- never do that never ever and then from behind you're yeah fuck yeah i guess the gold's fake too huh <laughs> and you're like yeah yeah, and then he blows both of them away. Yeah, it's very but, sad. But for me, when it comes to high body counts, I, I personally have three different designations that I use. I use serial killer, mass murderer, and spree killer. Yes. And a serial killer is, of course, somebody who murders three or more people with the, with a sexual, sexual element yeah. involved. A mass murderer is somebody who just kills a lot of people, like hitmen. Like, those fall into the category of mass murderers. Yeah, dictators. This person, well, by mass murderer, I mean somebody who does it physically with their own hands. So is Richard Speck a mass murderer or a spree killer? Uh, Richard Speck would be a spree killer. Because because, he did all it in, like, in a go, right? Yeah, he did it all in one go, and there was no, for me also, like, a spree killer doesn't really have any sort of gain. You know, there's nothing to it. He doesn't really get anything out of it. Sorry, besides, hat slipping. Yeah, I know the hat slipping. Hat slipping. You uh, talk about serial killers, yeah, and I just I'm like I, about- I just had a flashback to like 2011 at a house party in your house, and just <laughs> you just like you're being super hammered, yelling about <laughs> Richard Speck. And it felt good. It yeah, felt really good. You got a nice. It was I like sitting at like Holden's window, chain smoking. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, yeah. that's what we thought was the way to hide it. Yeah, yeah. The way we, yeah, instead of smoking in, New York, in the house, smoke by the window. Yeah, smoke by the window, and it's not that way. The house isn't going to smell like cigarettes. Meanwhile, like five Schlitzes later, you're just smoking in the bathroom. <laughs> but yes, yeah, so, it happened again and again and again. But yeah, I would say yeah because Richard's uh, spree killers, like there's no real um, what do you call it, like material motive. 
You don't really get sure. anything out of it other than I killed a bunch of people. Well, and that I, I, gives me and that gives me some sort of pleasure in some way or another. Uh, this guy, he's a mass murderer. He kills for uh, gain. He's not doing it, but he's got, it's like a I mean, job. I'm sure he likes it. I'm sure he enjoys killing people. Yes. But he is doing it for some sort of gain. That is very interesting because it says here, according to the Atlanta Journal Constitution, they try to describe the difference between the three. Serial killer, person who kills more than one victim in more than one location over a very short period of time. Um, they said the, that actually more reflects the behavior of a spree killer, according to the FBI. And a spree killer is someone who kills two or more victims over a short period of time without a cooling off period. So they're saying serial killers mostly lies in the concept of cooling off period, mm -hmm. um, which we've covered before. And... Uh, yeah, because it said DC sniper is a spree killer, and a yeah. mass murder is defined as the killing of a large number of people, usually in one place. Hmm. So, like Martin Bryant. Yes, he said in the uh, the guy from uh, Vegas, the yeah. Vegas shooter. So I don't know if we would put this guy in the serial killer category because he's got a job. This is his job. Yeah, this is his this is his job. Yeah, he's more in the because yeah, there are plenty of people who rob and murder people. Plenty. But plenty and do it that as their job but that does not make them a serial killer no like for me it just ha it has to be some sort of sometimes it makes them search in general hmm. questions <laughs> <laughs> but i would say that a serial there has to be some sort of like for lack of a better word like standard I, I, the only there no, needs to be a standard here the only word that i could come up with was wacky but it's not wacky <laughs> that's not the word gotta have a gimmick again kind of sort of like there has to be some element to it some special element like you know like a missionary killer yeah. like who who kills because he no, believes I, agree. I think it's modality is the term i think modality. the idea of why you're doing it and what you're doing is you know there's a distinct difference between somebody who just shoots a bunch of people and then somebody who's trying to make a bunch of human butterflies yeah exactly you know what i mean because the human butterflies guy he obviously got a creative some sort of creative writing degree mm -hmm. well leonard lake didn't have a creative writing degree you wanted one, though. You sure didn't fucking act like it. Um, we still got to do that episode on cricket. We will. One day. Yeah. That will happen. That, you know, don't worry. It's not another thing we just promised. Mm -hmm. I swear to Christ. <laughs> All right. So, that, yeah, because swearing to Christ means everything to you. You know me. <laughs> you know me. Life from your grave. This podcast is brought to you by Squarespace. Finding work-life balance can be tough, but Squarespace gives you the tools to reach your goals and have time to celebrate. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. With the new guided design system, Squarespace Blueprint, you can select from curated layout and styling options to create a personalized website optimized for every device. Get your website discovered fast with integrated, optimized SEO tools. Plus, make checkout easy for customers with easy-to-use payment tools. And with Squarespace AI, you can explain what your site is about, choose your tone, enter what you need, and get auto-generated text and that helps you save time i know i'm sitting on about two literal wheelbarrows filled with horse picks now part of the issue has been is a lot of these pictures are getting stopped at customs because some of them do depict various world leaders in horse-like circumstances that seems to be pinging a lot of these custom agents accounts now so what i've done to do is like so while i'm trying to work on hand smuggling these horse picks over various country borders, I then also have time because Squarespace is doing all the other ad work for me to go and work on my killdozer at home. So thank you, Squarespace, for allowing me to diversify in the best way possible for this country. 
Head to squarespace.com for a free trial when you're ready to launch. Go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It says here I have to talk about something I need to get off my chest, and I guess I can share it here. I, I eat mayonnaise for fun. It's a hobby of mine, and it's an addiction, and it's a daily weight on my life. How much I need whipped egg whites and oil crammed into my veins. As soon as I wake up, and a lot of people carry around a lot of different stressors, big and small. Some people are presidents. Some people are soldiers. Some people have to eat mayonnaise, especially with hard-boiled eggs, which is what I eat for lunch. But I guess I should share that in therapy. Because therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. And what I do is I just add eggs if I have mayonnaise left over. I just continue to add the eggs. But if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. I hope they can help me. My God. I hope they can help me. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash LastPod today. To get 10% off your first month. That's better help. H-E-L-P dot com slash last pod. Hey, did you know Fast Growing Trees is the biggest online nursery in the U.S. with more than 10,000 different kinds of plants and over 2 million happy customers in the U.S.? They have everything you could possibly want, like fruit trees, palm trees, evergreens, houseplants, and so much more. Whatever you're interested in, they have it for you. Find the perfect fit for your climate and space. That's one of my favorite things about it. Fast Growing Trees makes it easy to order online and your plants are shipped directly to your door in one to two days. And along with their 30-day Alive and Thrive guarantee, they offer free plant consultation forever. Now, personally, I'm in the middle of re-landscaping my yard. I like to do it myself because I called up a landscaper to see how much it costs and it was absolutely insane. Plus, I love dirt. I love getting my hands in the dirt and I love planting things myself. And Fast Growing Trees has given me some wonderful plants that I can use. Like I got this uh, Texas sage, it's purple. I've dug up a whole bunch of horrible bushes and shrubs up in front of my window and in front of my house and put some purple Texas sage up there and it's going to thrive and it's going to look real good. And I don't even have to go to a nursery to buy it. It came to my house. Now, this spring, they have the best deals online, up to half off on select plants and other deals. And listeners to our show get an additional 15% off their first purchase when using the code LEFT at checkout. That's an additional 15% off at FastGrowingTrees.com using the code LEFT at checkout. FastGrowingTrees.com, code LEFT. Offers valid for a limited time. Terms and conditions may apply. Um, So let's do something a little Christmassy. So we're getting close. Now, this is a serial. Hmm. I love this story. This is, I miss this. I feel like this is a type of story that's been going in and out of fashion. And it's like, you know, we had the Somerset Gimp. People got a little bit, people got mad about the, the Somerset Gimp because obviously he was kind of be, touching himself sexually in a public space. People got mad. He makes people uncomfortable. It's against the law. We get it. We get it. There's also the... From the clown guys. Yeah, the clown guys was a I big... I miss those guys. That was 2012? 2016. 20, tw- 2014. Yeah, yeah, sorry, because it was before the election. Right? Yeah, so, yeah. It was back when things were like still like fun and fancy free. Yeah, and they're not anymore. Nope. And uh, they, so they, I remember that, but the idea of things just hovering, 
People don't like, look at that movie. It follows. The entire movie. Just a naked old person standing over there. But it's terrifying. I know. And it's a fantastic movie. But is it just because we're scared of old people? It's just because we look at that old person and we'll go, ew. Because <laughs> well, the scariest thing in that was when the big guy comes in the door. Oh, yeah. That jump scare. Oh, absolutely. But wasn't, but I mean, to that point, wasn't the whole point of that uh, M. Night Shyamalan movie, like, was it called Home Parents? The, the Visit. The Visit, yeah, where they get the diaper full of shit in their face. That was awesome. Like, that was all about the fear of old people. Yes, it's true. Yeah. And I am. But the, this is, the but this is more skin. about the, the thin, thin skin. skin. Yeah. You talked about this, but this is a. This is more about things hovering. People don't like when things hover, Mm-mm. but I like it. Because also sometimes, you know, it's just Christmas. You know, do they even know it's Christmas time? <laughs> sometimes you don't know unless a gingerbread man is just hovering in front of your home without leaving. <laughs> and so this is happening in Arlington. So now we know we've got a lot of shit's been going on in Arlington. Because Arlington, they had that house Virginia, explosion. not Arlington, Texas. Oh, yes. Yes. There was a uh, house explosion with the guy who did all the crazy LinkedIn's and all the good, like, good lost his mind, that shit. But now it looks like they're getting invaded. By one lost gingerbread man. Now, if you see this, there's been video. This is where people's ring cameras. Now, this is how the WUSA 9 puts it. Woosa. Woosa. Imagine sitting down for dinner with your family. And you get a ring notification. You check the camera. But it's not a delivery person or a neighbor. It's the gingerbread man. <laughs> Like it's the scariest thing you've ever seen. No, they specifically they use the article A. A. See, I just man. I just watched the Ginger Dead Man with Gary Busey. <laughs> Not a good film. It was no. on Joe Bob's Christmas celebration. It was fucking awesome on Shutter. Um, but look at this. So now people watch this video. People were they were like they were saying they were just enjoying their lives, living on. They were on North George Mason Drive. It was Wednesday of this week, and this guy, according to his the witness, my wife said, "Hey, listen, it's this guy. He didn't ring the doorbell." And he's just standing there. And he's in his gingerbread man costume. And I'm like, gingerbread, what? <laughs> said the neighbor. Um, because he said, what? And he said, it's still out there. And so we look and show, show this video. Now, as you can see, there is a man. Um, you know, it, there's really not much to describe with it. And you look at he this ring, ring cam. The doorbell. He's just standing there. He's in his gingerbread man costume. I'm like, gingerbread no. man, what? So it wasn't something like. It's just a man in a gingerbread man someone costume. Someone was hiding. He's literally like walking in the middle of the street. He's so just walking up and down the street. Like part of me thought, all right, well, maybe it's like festive holiday spirit. So the man, <laughs> all right. So the man was just hovering. It was just gingerbread man. I actually, part of me doesn't even, isn't that scary by him because he didn't have gloves on. Because <laughs> if he had gloves on, I would find it scarier. Well, I think he's holding something. I think he still needs to have, you know, because when you have gloves, you can't fuck with your phone. <laughs> you can't. No, yeah. exactly. I, so he, I honestly think what it was is I think he was supposed to go to somebody's house it's, yes. and he was sitting at the front door. And he realized that he's at the wrong house. Oh, yeah. And buddy. he stands there for a while trying to figure out if where he's got to go. Where he's got to go. Is this the right house? Because look, he's got a phone in his hands. Yeah, he's exactly. Um, he's got a phone in his hands. Well, and he's, these people he's called looking... the police on this. <laughs> uh, because, and guess what he did is that he did try to open the door. He did walk up the door and he tried to open it. And they were well, like, what the hell do you think you're doing? He pushed on the door. He pushed on the door and they woke up. They're like, trying to think you're doing. And the gingerbread man didn't just mysteriously stand there, he did just say, Oh, I thought this was my friend's house. <laughs> but they still called the police on him because he was a mis- he didn't belong there. Well, he looks like it, the way he's walking away, you know that he fucked up something. He's he was like, supposed oh, to fuck. show up somewhere at a certain time. Here am I, I'm being paid to be a gingerbread man. 
to, I guess, get run train upon. I went to Washington Avenue. I was supposed to go to Washington Street. He does look sad. <laughs> the looks- walk away is like, because you know what it is? Is that like, I'm a gingerbread man. I thought they would be filled with joy upon seeing me. Oh, not But no, fear. I just created fear everywhere I went. Yeah. Just being a gingerbread man. And the push on the door, I think, is innocent enough. Because it'd be another thing if they were inside and they heard like, Oh, yeah, like him trying, boom, 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 or, let me in. <laughs> let me in. You be naughty. Or, I've heard people be naughty in here. <laughs> or if he was trying that, like jiggling the door handle or something, like that's terrifying. Yes. But like just lightly pushing on the door, seeing if it'll open, knowing that there's supposed to be some sort of party noise going on and hearing nothing. He knew that he fucked up because that's the walk of a man who's oh, going to have fuck. to who fucked up. I told him everybody I wasn't going to fuck up this year at Christmas. <laughs> I know I was supposed to be the gingerbread man at the gingerbread <laughs> fuck party. I knew I was supposed to be there, yeah. the center of it. Yeah. Yeah, because apparently... Gingerbread also has got a weird sort of like the gingerbread man has a weird history where it was supposed to be. It was done in the old days from Queen Elizabeth the first where she used to have mock cookies made up of the men and women of her courtier. And then if she didn't like them, she'd like bite the bite them. And they all go like, <laughs> like because I guess that's I, I don't know if that's completely it, but it does seem. Well, something like that. Well, as long as the gingerbread has a nice snap. snap. You need it if you has the nice snap. It needs a snap. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but if the, it's a bit chewy, unfortunately, it doesn't have that snap that you want. I even hate this. Even more remarkable than not being bread, gingerbread doesn't even have to have ginger. <laughs> Fuck you. What is this? How yeah. long is this recipe? Jesus yeah. fucking Christ. Yeah. It's a, it's like the whole thing. It's like it's got a little, it's got this whole thing, a whole wall of dialogue, and then like gingerbread bake for 20 minutes it's like what is this shit as long as i don't have well, to watch mary berry shove a piece of gingerbread uh, into her mouth like it's the millennium falcon entering the death star uh, i'm fine scrub- <laughs> uh, it look like luke entering the sarlacc <laughs> no that happened fast scrub- the millennium because it was always like a uh, slow thing like <laughs> yeah well, this and, and Prue's mouth ain't looking all that great either. No, she's starting to look like a fucking uh, a skeleton shark as well. <laughs> <laughs> but this gingerbread man um, is free so far because we haven't caught him. He's anonymous. Yeah, of course he didn't so, commit a crime. I hope we track this gingerbread man down, and I hope as a neighborhood they they beat him. They beat him to death in a public square. Be- <laughs> How dare he try to be a gingerbread man without a license? Yeah, because also that's I think. We got to start talking about. We talked about the Grinches last week. Yeah, it might be. We might need some Christmas licenses. I'm so glad I didn't go for a Grinch at the party last week. I am extremely happy you did. Yeah, because we had a wonderful time. And yeah, can you but imagine, if that guy just was there. Can you imagine what would it like in that wonderful time we were having if a Grinch, a man, some actor, showed up Ugh. for just for 15 minutes? Hey, you know, again, job creators. Yeah, we could have been job creators, and we could have sat with that man in his stinky. Grinch costume for several uncomfortable hours, <laughs> but at least we would have experienced something. <laughs> yeah, we, we would have seen something. Yes, we would have experienced something, and that something would have been an uncomfortable night with an out of work actor in a Grinch costume. That's my favorite time. I'm an out of work actor. That's what I would say to him. Yeah. Oh, I'm not working either. <laughs> he would love that. God, he'd love it. He'd love it. Um, all right, let's get into. We have a bunch of other fucking stories. All right, this one is a good. This is just fun. We can keep this to being. We'll do this. This is a fun one. Um, I'm fine with my penis. And I think that our audience, if you look deep down inside of yourself, 
I think you should also try to find a way to be fine with your penis, no matter yeah. what it is. No, we have to accept our penis. Also, being too big is bad too. Yeah, that is true. But we have to be fine with our penises. We have to accept it. Because you know what happens sometimes if you want to do something drastic to your penis, it's going to get you in a lot of trouble. And you're not going to like, there's no coming back. But sometimes it gets you out of jail. You never know for a short period of time. Now, this is in sweet, sweet, peaceful Thailand. Now, this man managed to break out of jail. His name is, I, I'm going to try to pronounce it. Thanafat Moyad. He's 37 years old. He was submitted to the Bang Lamong Hospital where apparently his genitals had gotten extremely enlarged due to prison penis enlargement injections. Infected enlargement injections. This is my thing. Is that if I'm getting my penis enlarged, number one, at least two different recommendations. Oh, yeah. You got to compare prices. I'm going to have a lot of stuff. Yeah. I'm going to see a couple of guys. Mm -hmm. I'm going to need some see some penises. Yeah. First that have been done. Give me some before and afters. And I want... I don't want to meet the guy. <laughs> I want to meet the guy after. No, I want a guy holding up a newspaper like, in both photos so I know it's the same guy and I know that there's time has passed. Yes, because a lot of times I have heard that if you do get a penis enlargement procedure, it destroys your dick anyway. Yeah. It just, then it just doesn't work. Yeah. And now you're doing it like the same reason like when Natalie hit me with about being a sneakerhead. She's like, you know, you only impress other men with this. Yeah, of right? course. Like no other, nobody else cares. Nobody knows that these are shoes that are that other people should be like cognizant of. I know. I've never once paid attention to your shoes. No, you yeah, exactly. But it's like me showing up with a huge unusable dick. Yeah. Like the only people who are going to say anything is probably like the the guy that's on there for the free weekend at the 24-hour fitness. <laughs> like it's not going to be uh, like cuz then you like yeah, you do have a big huge fucking useless dick and you show up to have sex with someone and then it doesn't work and then what does it matter? You might as well just be like, "Oh, can you fuck me with a Monet?" <laughs> Can you fuck me with the fucking, you know what I mean? With oh, a flat yeah. screen television? Yeah. No, no, no. The other beautiful things that are, you know, otherwise useless for sex. Yes. <laughs> oh, big flat screen television. I, it's interesting that you compare it to Monet with a flat screen television. That's just, I, it could be the same because guess what you could show on a flat screen television? A Monet. Yeah. <laughs> bunch of shit. I can make my fucking TV a bunch of fancy ass panties, man. No, you're right. If you get the orange penis at best, they're going to look like these floppy gonzo dicks that we have hanging on our heads right now. It's just going to be bigger. Unless side stories, LPOTL at gmail.com. Tell me your penis enlargement success story. But nothing would make me happier if I got a couple of good ones because all I've heard honestly it ain't that you know it's not a good idea no because this guy I mean he did it in the worst way possible well, they, they just did it put, in a Thai prison they just put silicone directly in and that's not how you want to do it no that's how they do button plants and the silicone is always about it that's what always gets infected it's not good all right so he got extremely infected um, he got really, really, his penis ex really expanded to a huge size, but it brought him to the hospital. So no one actually wonders whether or not he did the penis enhancement in order to get to the hospital. But I think that was a bad way to do it. Because guess what? He's about to lose his fucking cock. Yeah. He's and go back to jail. So he gets out of jail. He goes to the hospital. His wife, they have communications because he had a cell phone illegally in jail. His wife brings a pair of bolt cutters. <laughs> I guess inside her <laughs> vagina, like literally, like, like like I don't know how she brought them in there. These people are quite uh, free with their genitals. Very crafty, and then uh, snipped his restraints on the chair, like on the hospital bed, and he jumped out of a window, <laughs> and then he managed to be away. Uh, he was free for a full twenty eight hours, and when they found him, 
He was just on the roof of the hospital. He was 20 meters away. Yes, he was just <laughs> on the roof. <laughs> on the rooftop of the hospital psych ward, uh, 20 meters away from where he was staying as a patient. And he just went right back to jail. Oh, yeah. So, and he's going to lose his penis. Yeah. No, no. Most likely. Most likely. I just, the idea of getting your penis enhancement in jail, it's like, what, what do you really, what do you really want to do in jail? Honestly, you work out. Talk to a guy who's going to teach you how to work out. You're going you're gonna to read law books. Right? Or any other book. Yeah. That's what you stick to. Read a lot, a lot of novels with me. Don't fuck with your dick. When you're without, like, I'm not touching my penis with a doctor unless it's like Beverly Hills. Yeah. It needs to be really established. Super nice. Yeah. Yes. No. And like you said, with references. With references. Yeah. But yeah, this guy's fucked. And he's back in jail. They didn't even say what these original crimes were. But whatever it was. He won't be using his dick for it later on in the future because it is now gone for him. I need the look on his sad face. He's in excruciating pain. Uh, and you really got to be careful with that. Yeah, you got to be. I'll sit here like this forever. <laughs> you don't think I'm, you think I'm afraid? You think I'm fucking afraid? Um, pancakes. We're going to go pancakes? Yeah, of course. we go right to pancakes. Oh, yeah. yeah. No, no, pancakes. This story is incredible because this one, it comes with not just a story. This comes with decades of stories. This is it's, decades of resentment. This makes decades me really hatred. sad. This story makes me sad. It makes you this sad. This is one of those sad stories where you like, you make it for so long mm -hmm. in a marriage, and by the time you're in your mid eighties, it should just be kind of like the the coasting part, right? Yeah. yeah, you've accepted each other's picadillos. If you've been married for over sixty years, yeah. Like, what is even the point? But this guy, he finally decided, he waited and he finally fucking snapped. Now, this is from, this is in D.C. And this is after 40 years of marriage, these people. <sighs> wow. Yeah. It's, Jesus fucking Christ. Steven Schwartz, 85 years old, is accused of fatally stabbing his wife, Sharon Schwartz, 81 years old, because he did not want to eat the pancakes that she made. That's it. And then he stabbed her in the fucking back. Yeah, that's it. Now, it was an argument. And finally, it was too much. He grabbed the knife and stabbed her in the back. This is definitely not about the pancakes. <laughs> it's what I've learned about marriage. Yeah. Um, it's not about the pancakes. It's never about the th little thing. But you never have to stab anybody ever. Because even at 85, you can walk out that door. You can always. I, I've been hearing more and more people getting divorced in their 60s it's and their 70s. so sad. Oh, yeah. You know, if you get to. Well, I guess it's like you do have that final rush because like, you can always joke about with Natalie about how like she's going to have so many years after I die. Yeah. You know, she's going to have that 15, 20 years where I die much earlier than her and she's just going to be able to do whatever. She'll have a brilliant, incredible life. Yeah. During, during the time period. So hold out for that, ladies. He was just about to die. That's the thing, man, is if you're like. 85 because at one point you really do like I think you can put it off and put it off and put it off and then when you're like 80 and you're looking at the medical advancements that are happening all around you I could maybe, maybe have another 30 years yeah you could have another 30 years yeah and you think like 30 more years of this yes pancakes <laughs> Because he said he has this problem. This is what but, but, you have to But look I out mean, for. you can walk away. I'm not saying you should stab. No, you the, should your walk away. Wife or husband, you walk away. Always walk away. But it's interesting because you better be careful. Because it says his main issues were eating, diversion, and depression. Mm -hmm. And he said it's because he hates eating, and that she was forcing him to eat the pancakes so he could get his fucking medication in his belly. Yeah. So you better be careful, man. All right, because I know you don't like eating. 
But you can't kill. Not over a fucking pancakes, dog. When later interviews, he told investigators that he and his wife were married for 40 years, that he loved her and had prayed the killing was a delusion. Yeah, because he said he was recovering from a stroke. Yeah, and that might actually have had a lot to do with it. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. yes. I think that that's where the impulse control, like when you lose that, it's yeah. because you are, your brain is in flux. Yeah, he said his wife did not deserve to die and that he wished that he had died. Yes, because then he tra- he did lightly try to kill himself after. Lightly? Yeah, because he didn't do it. <laughs> he, didn't get, he didn't finish it. All right, it's extremely sad. Yeah, it's very, very sad. You got to be careful. Yeah, all right, because you get, you don't know your. Uh, I guess listen to him. He says he's not going to eat the pancakes. Don't make him. Well, I don't know, but you that's, can't force him to eat. You can't force him to eat. But that's the thing. If he needs to take his medication, if he needs to take his fucking medication, maybe you gotta, go like, well, then I guess you don't get your fucking life saving medication today, Barry. But that's the thing. She loves him and she wants him to live. Or he might be a monster without his medication. He might be. Yeah. You know, because you're saying he's upset. He yeah. obviously stabbed her over fucking pancakes. Yep. And so he, you, you can't be super regular. And you know how that happened? Wasn't taking his medication. He wasn't taking his medication. Yeah. But you have to think about that. So you don't take that resentment. If somebody forced you to eat, you got to delete the resentment. Mm-hmm. Because it's not their fault that they're making you eat. Your body needs to eat, Marcus. No, I know that. I know that. I eat as much as I can. I'm just saying, you might get to a point, especially as you get older, you're going to eat less and less. Ah, that is true. You're just going to eat pages out of an old notebook. <laughs> I could see you getting to that point where you're just like, you're like, that was a spicy stamp. <laughs> uh, you like lick one stamp. You're like, that's a lot for me. I'm never getting into stamps. Coins, maybe, but not stamps. I'm just saying, when you're writing a letter to your fucking. Who? Brother? Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I don't know when you would. Yeah, I don't know when I would either. I can just text him, call him. Yeah, I mean, you... maybe after the solar flare comes and it's just Kevin Costner has to deliver the post. Dude, it's already fucking the, the solar flare came and went. Yeah, it did. Yeah, yeah, we had the hole, the butthole in the sun opened up and shot a fart at us. It did nothing to us yet. Yeah. And they don't know why. It's really weird. It seems like every once in a while there's this like catastrophic news about the sun and the moon. Yeah. There's always like, just something about like... The sun's spinning weird. And everybody, it's on the news for like a day. And you're like, what does that mean? Like, there's a fucking, uh, there, it seems to be a Hello Kitty has formed in the, in the gases of the sun. And you're like, why? And then, what? And then it's like, you hear nothing else. Well, that's the incredible thing about it is that we've really only been able to observe the sun specifically, like up close for a relatively short period of time. And when you consider the entire, entire time that man has been using and staring at the sun like we've only been able to observe it up close for like a few decades now yeah so we still don't know like what the fuck is it gonna do and how's it gonna fuck with us we have no idea we're living we're scared of the sun (laughs) and you wonder why we can't seem to figure out like universal health care why we can't figure out like anything why we're in such a miasma of problems right now we are still just scared of the sun with knowledge comes fear we don't know anything. And you don't know. And I, but it, then why, why even tell me? Because I'm in the solar flare news algorithm, dog. You are? I listen to enough dumb shit that I get a lot of solar flare information. Thanks to George Norrie, where he's been like, you know, tell me, you think of the sun got into a car accident? <laughs> Do you think we put out some sun flares? I, it is, I am immersed in sun news in which everyone is confused. Yeah. And nobody, and then no follow-up. No, like, even, you know what I appreciate? All you scientists, fucking nerds out there at Science News. One follow-up that says, just let you know, sun's fine. <laughs> just want to check in no. and let you know, yeah, we said a bunch of alarming stuff last week about the sun. 
Turns out we don't know anything. No news is good news. I actually think it's the opposite. Some <laughs> news is good news. Some news is well. I think it did affect a couple of things. I think like it, what? I think it affected a couple of satellites. Like what? <laughs> when? What happened? Is that why I fucking? I'm trying to watch football. There was a delay mm-hmm. on the Kansas City game. There, oh, there was a delay on the Kansas City game. Is that what the solar flare was? Oh, there's a geostorm warning. It's fucking garbage. Strong solar event will cause auroras and disruptions. When? Two days ago. I didn't see jack shit. <laughs> Satellite orientation regularity irregularities may occur. Increased drag on low Earth orbit satellites is possible. Radio, high-frequency radio propagation may fade at higher latitudes. What am I You're supposed telling to- me that's nothing? Do you mean tell me? The only people who are affected are the loneliest people in the world, ham operators. <laughs> people that are in an ancient technology that is no longer used. No, I think you're thinking about ultra high frequency. This is just high frequency. So this isn't even that high. So who uses that? You know, sailors. Sailors? I mean, I do not. Yeah, because I sometimes use the uh, this weird like kind of ham. I mentioned it before. This, yes. This website that's not necessarily ham radio. It's the sort of shortwave radio that you use, that people used to use to listen to number stations. Oh, yeah. Because there's still a couple out there and you can still find some that are, are still going. Are the main number stations still going? There's one called like the blip that's still going, but you can't really find like the seven, seven. Yeah, that Yan- old one. Yankee Hotel. Hotel. Except for the one that said the dogs were landing on December 23rd. Yeah, that's that's still going. But the, for the most part, you can go through the shortwave radio transmitter and you can find like boat captains talking to each other and like fucking Russian. Man, it's got to be. They got to say some stuff out of pocket, I bet. I bet. But yeah. I don't speak Russian. So. No, God knows what they say. But, you know, again, so I'll just say, hey, son, when you're going to bother me, fucking wake me up first. Sure. You fucking piece of shit. <laughs> Making me scared for no reason about stuff I can't do anything about. It's another fucking thing I can't do anything about. Now I'm just scared of the sun. The flare was a class X flare. That means nothing. <laughs> it means nothing. It represents the highest intensity in the solar flare classification system. Solar flares are ranked from A to X, meaning that X is the most powerful. Is it triple X when it goes up like fucking ass? The classes are further divided by numbers, indicating their relative strength. And X2 for instance, is twice as potent as an X1. So if we get like an X3, oh boy. These fucking... We may lose UHF. These Sunflare experts can kiss my armpits. <laughs> all right? Because that is something I am... I, I That's a racket right mm-hmm. there. These solar flare guys just walking around with an umbrella going like, oh, sun's getting angry today. Whoa. Wow, in 2017, so there was... Side stories, What is your job, solar flare person? Yeah, and what is the solar flare that Doing. they say is going to knock out everything? Where how, is it? How high does it have to be? Because in 2017, we had an X8.2. Dude, I just honestly schedule it for me. If you could, if you could let me know when that solar flare is coming, I'd really appreciate it. Schedule the apocalypse and total breakdown of society as we know it? Yeah, just so I know I can get, make sure to get enough fucking high C. <laughs> For my, for my uh, home. I'm going to make sure I order enough ecto-cooler off eBay because nope. I know afterwards eBay is not going to be working anymore. Oh my God, I'm such a millennial. <laughs> I'm such a millennial. <laughs> from your grave. Ah, Jules. Oh, Jules. Make a wife smile today. The road to getting engaged can be long and full of memories and pitfalls and landmines. Or it could be short and thrilling, like a roller coaster on the way to the police department. 
but the road to finding the perfect engagement ring is a straightforward path every time. All you've got to do is head over to BlueNile.com and they're going to ship them rocks straight to your wife's new fingers. On BlueNile.com, you can create a bigger, more brilliant piece than you can imagine. At a price you won't find at a traditional jeweler, Blue Nile is the original online jeweler since 1999. That's present time to me. Their diamond price guarantee means that in most cases, they can meet or beat a competitor's price on a comparable diamond. I know when I got my wife a beautiful Blue Nile necklace, the first thing she did was, what did you do? But afterwards, she was so happy to have it, and she loved it, and she wore it when we went on vacation, and modern did everybody come around being like, where'd you get that piece, you beautiful woman? And I was like, stop talking to my wife. She's spoken for, you can see it with the Blue Nile bling she's got on her. Right now, get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. That's $50 off with code LASTPODCAST at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. How many platforms do I work on? So many platforms. Can you believe it? Google Docs. Work on that. Very complicated. Lots of different things going out. Clickety-clack, right? Slack. Saying things to my employees. All my, all my, my main doldgers walking around here. It makes sure it changes cluck to the word I meant for it to say to everyone. But I try to say not curse words on Slack. What am I supposed to do about it? But Grammarly doesn't fix curse words, does it? Because Grammarly's too good for it. It's too classy. It's Grammarly is an AI writing partner that helps you get work done faster with high quality writing. Because better writing means a stronger impact. The pen is mightier than the sword. Except when the sword is in the room. 96% of Grammarly users report that Grammarly helps them craft more impactful writing and suggestions based on your audience goals and context. Can you believe it? And data privacy and security are woven into the foundation of Grammarly. It's in its goods. All right. So Grammarly's great. Use it. I use it. I love its gentle harassment of my writing style because it does help me because sometimes my thumbs are faster than my eyeballs. Don't quote me on that. Get AI writing support that works where you work. Sign up and download for free at Grammarly.com slash podcast. That's G-R-A-M-M-A-R-L-Y dot com slash podcast. Easier said, done. One in five Americans have learned a new language on their bucket list. If that's you, make 2024 the year you finally check it off the list with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors. It's a waste. Don't waste hours on apps. Besides appetizers, that's the kind of apps I like. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts to help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Did you know that empanada's already Spanish? I didn't. Thanks, Babbel. Did you know that burrito is already Spanish? Wow! I just got to learn all the rest. And eventually, I'm going to be eating downtown Mexico. Thanks, Babbel. Here's a special limited time deal for our listeners. Right now, get 60% off your Babbel subscription, but only for our listeners at babbel.com slash left. Get up to 60% off at babbel.com slash left, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash L-E-F-T. Rules and restrictions may apply. Um, do we have time for one more story? Yeah, all right, let's do this one more story. This guy, um, all right. Guy got issues with my mom, and I don't, like express them in that way but mostly it's because like you know i love my mom you know are you slash over mothered under mothered i don't know 
No, no, no. Hey, who fucking knows I anymore? Lo- I love my mother as well. Right? We all do. Kiss yeah. my armpits, right? <laughs> but this guy... <laughs> kiss my armpits, I love my mother. Kiss my armpits, I love my mom. <laughs> right? But this guy lost his fucking mind. Um, and he fucking killed his mom in a brutal way. He's not doing good. Yeah, he brutally murdered. Jeffrey Surgent, 46. Yeah, so now this guy, he wasn't doing well. He's got, bi- he's got bipolar like you do. Oh, well... I'm not sure if this man's bipolar is comparable to my bipolar. Just like you. (laughs) No, no, this is just like you. My bipolar is treated. It has been for many years. I care for my bipolar. It is not my fault, but it is my responsibility. I agree. agree. But I've been treating my bipolar 2, which is, I like to call depression plus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, It's a sequel to depression. Yeah. Uh, uh, It's kind of extra depression. You get depression, but then there's that little extra thing that makes it just a little bit more horrible. So it's not going to make you do this? It's not. It sounds like this man was bipolar. Bipolar one. Mm. Seems like this man. No, he was number one. Bipolar number one. <laughs> I was number one in my class at yeah. bipolar school. And also, I do want to say is that you know b- people with mental illness are far more likely to be the victims of violence than to be the perpetrators of violence. I agree. So, the, the letter. The, I will say truly, it's the South Jersey news that you can trust. Breaking AC that leads with the bipolar diagnosis. <laughs> so I don't know if, the, if yeah. we, this would always be the most yeah. responsible news source yeah, in the world. Fucking Linda Cohen is really leaning into the mental illness angle. But I'm gonna. Read Honestly, Linda, you did a good job here, so I'll, I'll, I'll read it in your style, as I can imagine. An Ocean City man <laughs> who was hospitalized after telling police he killed his mother while suffering from mental illness is now in jail. Jeffrey Sargent, 46, called 911 just before 4 p.m. Friday, stating that he was bipolar and that he had just killed his mother. I can't even believe such a thing. <laughs> How horrible, how horrible is that? How horrible. 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 It's horrible. horrible, especially right before the holidays. Right before the holidays, oh that God. was her favorite, and he killed her before she could do the advent calendar. <laughs> so police arrived to the apartment complex at 3086 Street to find Surgeon nude in the hallway, lying on top of his mother's decapitated body. Now, again, this is why the guys at the Taco Bell, the, those cops were having a much better day than these police officers. Yeah. Um, and then he said that he was screaming over and over again about how he killed his mother and he was sorry, which is nice to hear. Sometimes an apology goes a long way. Mm-hmm. And he then began singing Jesus Loves Me, which is the, you know, that Jesus loves me. Yes, I know. For the, the Bible, Bible tells me so. so. Yeah, yeah, which is frightening. He Makes him. Me below. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like insidious. Who is that? We are great. He is great. And we are small. I guess Jesus loves me. It's weird. It's like you're a little Christian elf with a hat on. Um, yes, Jesus loves me. Yes, Jesus loves me as well, <laughs> which is why I bathe in my mother's blood. <laughs> That's what the Bible tells me so. <laughs> Lot had sex with his daughters in a cave. We know what happens in the Bible. Um, so they basically Noah's son was killed because he saw his father's penis. It's and that wasn't allegorical. I think that was real. I think it was completely real. Now he apparently they found him on footage, which is you know it's one of those in real life, truly terrifying. Yeah, but in retrospect, you know if you saw it in a movie, you'd laugh. Yeah, and so it's like you know they said they saw his from the security cam footage. They saw the door of his apartment open up. They saw his, his stick his head out, look back and forth like he was a Looney Tunes character, bowl his mother's decapitated head out the door where it rolled on its own down the fucking hallway. Right? Several feet at a high rate of speed. Oh, you know, that's why I said bold, <laughs> right? Then he then dragged, he was nude and he dragged his mother's dead body, now decapitated out of the apartment into the hallway, making it everyone's issue. <laughs> 
and then laid naked down upon her body. Yeah. And it's just not good news. It's not good news. And at it's all. hard for everyone because again, it is Christmas time, and we are trying to get our getting our people coming in. We got all these, you know, deliveries are coming in. It's very fucking, you know, it's yeah. a lot to deal with. This is and this man, I'm looking at his mugshot. He's one of those guys that has a massive, massive head and a tiny face. He wow. Yep. His face is so tiny. He like look, looks, he just looks like one of the, like a Photoshop. Yeah, his eyeballs, nose, and mouth are within a two-inch triangle. Mm-hmm. And then the rest of it's just straight up mom killing dome. <laughs> He's got a very large head. It is a very scary story. Yeah. And that's why I feel like uh, one of my big messages this year is don't check in on your neighbors. Don't? No. Don't, not even to say, hi, how are you? Happy holidays. This guy didn't need friends. <laughs> Uh, I really feel that Jeffrey Surgent needs some help. But obviously, there's a picture of him in a mug shot where he's wearing one of what they call a suicide vest where they strap your hands yeah. to yourself. And so this man, I do, I feel for this man in many ways because I know that he was in the throes of a probably very frightening uh, mental health collapse. Extraordinarily so. He, he sh- I, I wish that, I, I always hesitate to say this man should have gotten help because in America, it's very difficult. It's extremely uh, difficult. To get help for uh, your mental health, especially if you don't have money. Yes. Uh, and it seemed like these people probably didn't have a lot of that. No. Uh, I guess it would be better to say, I wish this man could have gotten help. Yes, but then you also never know what that help's going to be. Because there's also bad therapists, too, that are like, yeah, why don't you kill your mother? (laughs) Which has got to be, there's got to be one or two that are like that every once in a while. See what happens. Come on. Let's roll the dice. (laughs) Take me with you. Let's go. Let's go to Mexico together. Um, But this guy is going to, unfortunately, probably not going to get the help he he needs until he's in jail. Yeah. And uh, that's why sometimes it well, it doesn't 99% of the time it doesn't help anything. Sometimes it does help you get back on the right track. Jail? Sometimes. Every once in a while. Well, yeah, you're just you're getting some medication. I don't think he's going to get, I don't think they get mental health, medic, medic, like, I don't think they get that in jail. You know? I don't think so. I thought they, like, they don't get calm down juice. I don't think they get that in jail. They get nude reptilian in the morning cold blue blood. <laughs> From Spring Hill Jack, like I'm drinking. <laughs> like you're drinking right now. I think that's going to make it worse. Yeah. Get all hopped up. It's giving me a lot of ideas. <laughs> it's like I got two mouths where my armpits are. And they both have been eating peppermints. And all I want to do is fuck and suck. Let's get some listener emails. I was about to say. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I love it into small towns. Sometimes you just got a guy. Yeah. I want to read this email. <clears throat> I live near Asheville, North Carolina, in an area that a lot of people would say is very backwoods, redneck, and to be fair, it has its moments. Like raccoon hat guy. I've only seen this guy once, but I was driving to my really dinky rural gas station for some stony snacks, and this guy was wandering all over the road, which has so many blind spots and a high speed limit. So as we passed him, we noticed he had blood on him. It looked like he was on something. I don't know if it makes me a bad person, but I didn't want to stop to help him. Plus, he was quick. Yeah. Oh, you don't don't get to. involved. Don't get involved. don't get involved. Don't get involved. A man covered in blood that's quick, you don't need to stop for the quick guy. You really don't because there's a lot going on there. Just help your local, help your man, local men, help people. Yeah. Otherwise, give money to a charity. Also, yeah, help your, because like, if a guy's quick, then that means you've been observing him and that means that he is making erratic movements. That's called erratic movement. Yeah, that's not yes. quick. No. Yes. Um, when we walked into the gas station, I mentioned to the cashier, the cashier, I told him who's working forever and always tells me the gossip. And she just said, oh, yeah, that's just the raccoon guy. 
He likes to put dead raccoons on his head. My dead raccoons, she just meant roadkill. Yeah. He was wearing a roadkill raccoon just as a hat. Blood and all. And when we left the gas station, he was nowhere to be seen. He kind of disappeared like a redneck crypt. <laughs> um, and I just think that's fun for him. Fun for him? It's yeah. Like, it's like, how would you compare this guy to Squirrel Hunt and Sam? No, I mean, Squirrel Hunt and Sam had an entire lifestyle <laughs> and a job. This is just raccoon hat guy. This is not a... So you wouldn't consider this a life... It's not a job. We know that. It's not a job. <laughs> but It's it could, not a job. But it, it, it could be a lifestyle. Uh, he has made it so. Yeah. It's his lifestyle. Mm -hmm. But I think at the same time... It's an identity. If you asked him if he was doing it on purpose, he'd probably be like, what hat? <laughs> You know, like as blood just dripped out his face, be like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, and is it illegal? No, no, no. no there's nothing illegal about being fashionable. Do you think that he could be charged with disturbing the peace, though? I think that if this was downtown St. Louis, mm -hmm. someone might call the police. Yeah, but a small town outside of Asheville—that's just the raccoon hat guy. <laughs> That's just him. That's just what he does. Um, and then I did get this really interesting email about prions. These things are very. This stuff very scary to me. Yeah. Basically a long email about this is a lot of science. This is a lot of science. <laughs> it's very interesting though. I can try to sum it up for you. If yeah, you if want. you can. Yeah. It, it's basically what this guy says that prions are very important to human life, specifically mammalian life. Yes. But certain diseases, and you know, prion diseases, they are incurable and a hundred percent fatal. Yeah, because it's a protein that does like a bunch of different shit. Prions, I guess they, they say they move around copper in our body. They they help us with sleep and building muscle. But a prion disease is when you either consume or something mutates one of your prions that then begins to reproduce inside of your body. It misfolds proteins. Yes. And then you get, yeah, you mutate one of these things and then you become bad and you die very quickly. Well, mad cow disease, that's a prion disease. Yes. Yeah. Uh, chronic wasting disease. This is interesting here because the chronic wasting disease, uh, it says that in, it infects all species cervids, the deer family. So I'm thinking that, remember that part in the Hatfield McCoys where I said that like all these deer were dying from a mysterious disease? It's something like I, this. I would think that it was something like this. The most terrifying part of it is that he says, or he or she says that prion diseases are extraordinarily uh, resilient to sanitation. Yes. Uh, to deactivate it, you have to soak it. Uh, you have to soak an instrument in bleach for an hour, heat it to a thousand degrees Fahrenheit, yeah. or you autoclave it. With the uh, story about the surgeon that did a a brain surgery, not knowing that the person had a prion disease. That's what they died of because it's so hard to, it's truly hard to diagnose a prion disease. And that the, they say it's mostly like it, it presents itself as dementia. Yeah. And that then they went to go use those same instruments a year later and then transferred that prion disease to another person. Several years later. Yes. And they had cleaned these instruments as you would normally clean surgical instruments. But yeah, the prion diseases remain for several years oh, alive. Yeah. And I think it's a really good thing to, if you're not anxious, it's a good way to get anxious. <laughs> like if you just solve a bunch of stuff in your life and you go like, oh, you know, I'm finally feeling good. Here's a good new free floater. Yeah. They can just kind of pop up every once in a while um, because they there are, they say that prion diseases can also be held in plant life, um, uh, which is great because mm -hmm. uh, CWD deeply scares this writer because uh, that's one of the, basically the versions of um, chronic wasting disease that humans can get. Um 
because it's a prion disease in a free-ranging animal species that like to hang out in farm fields, and it's found in 30 states. So we don't know if it can cross the species barrier into humans yet, but we do know that deer can get it from eating plants grown in soil inflected with CWD prions. My God. That's great. So think about that. Yeah, just really let that roll around. And and if you want to avoid that thought, uh, rent How to Ruin the Holidays on Amazon. <laughs> Christmas movie I'm in. I um, mean, it's on Amazon. Uh, it's it's a lot of. I think it's a really funny movie. Um, and again, I am playing a guy who hates Christmas. No, so you'll like that. And I would also like to address the email that we got about psilocybin and pain. This is from a psych researcher. Is it very interesting? Yeah, has a few publications under their belt. Worked with people with severe addictions and trauma. They say that chronic pain and trauma go hand in hand. So if you have an unaddressed traumatic event, you're Sometimes, likely to experience yeah. chronic pain. Those And they call the type of pain psychogenic, meaning that the individual is likely manifesting this pain as a response to trauma they have not fully contended with. Uh, and this person does say, like specifically, it's not a good idea to just take a handful of mushrooms and hope it all works out. It just don't work like that. But they said <laughs> I think we said that. I think we did say, we like, did say we that. did warn people. Like, they say it's not a good idea to just take a bunch of mushrooms, cross your fingers, and think that it's going to disappear. But yes. it does make sense because psilocybin is being used in certain areas to treat trauma. Yeah, and yeah. in therapies because they do believe that it can rewire some of the way your neural connections are like you can restart them mm -hmm. uh, and then you can maybe like relearn to live without the pain like essentially like you've been sort of psychologically making the pain slightly mm -hmm. you know and that now that can kind of help you sort of outthink the pain mm -hmm. but uh it is not we don't know that to be certain yeah we don't know that to be certain because as they say that like right now the um, the science, the research for psilocybin when it comes to how it affects the brain is still in its very, very, very early stages. Yes. Although I will say that like when I'm feeling my, you know, my mood going pretty low and I'm starting to feel that depression start to kick in, I take a, one of my little microdosing pills, I pop it and that helps to at least... It doesn't get me back to where I need to be, but at least it keeps me from sinking even further. See, and it's I, just a little microdosing pill. It's not, I don't do like a full trip or anything like that. It's just, a, I take it on an as needed basis. That's why I use Panera Bread's charged lemonade. <laughs> Whenever I'm feeling a little verklempt. A little low. Yeah, yeah, I make sure I take two or three of those. Mm -hmm. And um, that really cuts the fucking edge for me. And then buttermilk. But just a whole bunch of buttermilk. Until I fall asleep, yeah. I just can't ever drink buttermilk again after there was that ice cream driver when I was a child. What happened? There was this guy, because I lived in a really small town. Uh, yeah, I know this is starting off like the Phoebe Kate story in Gremlins. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it sounds like you were force-fed a bunch of buttermilk by a man you didn't know. No, there was just this weird, because it was a really small town. It's only like 400 people. So, you know, an ice cream man is not going to have a lot of customers. No. But this guy that nobody knew yeah. just one day showed up in an ice cream truck. That's, and the, just, that's the comic book. Yeah, and just started driving around the town. And we were, of course, excited because we only heard about ice cream trucks like in TVs and movies. We'd never seen an ice cream truck before. Uh, so we're running up. We're really excited. And there's this old grizzled man. And this is like Texas summer. Like this is the dead of Texas summer. So it's like 105 degrees. It's humid as fuck because I grew up in a rainy season. It's humid as fuck. And he's just sitting there drinking 
buttermilk straight from the fucking carton, barely paying attention to the kids. And every time he gives you a fucking popsicle, he takes another big swig of buttermilk. I'm he sweet. was around for like three days and then he was gone. Yeah, and you, but you ate the popsicle. Yeah, they were good. See, it shows in the end. You could have fought. You knew. But you still went and got the popsicles. <laughs> you still bought those popsicles. You still watched a man drink buttermilk. And- I, I ate that Ninja Turtle head with the horrible my gumball favorite. eyes. That was my, one of my favorites. Yeah, that was my favorite Ever. too. But yeah, I ate them. So live every day like you're a man with a bunch of buttermilk that's going to spoil and you just suck it down while these children watch. <laughs> and then as you're laughing your way to the ice cream bank, you know that you've traumatized another skinny Texas boy that I would go on to an amazing career. That's right. And that's what you do time and time again because you love your job as creepy buttermilk ice cream man. And you go from town to town inspiring skinny skeleton boys being like, do right in your life so you don't turn into me. <laughs> would I be here today? I don't know. Without buttermilk man? I actually don't know. I don't know either. I don't the, would. Aren't they the, the butterfly flapping its wings? Perhaps that was the butterfly that flapped its wings that brought me here. Yes, it's also... It's a fallacy. <laughs> I think it's a fucking fallacy. So thank you guys so much. This has been Side Stories. We'll see you after the break. Goodbye. Oh, yeah. Do we need to plug all the other stuff? We'll do that in the last one. Yeah. You know what we got. Comic book. Stuff. Stuff. Hell game. Hell save. Goodbye. The legend of Cayman Jack is just around the corner. Mixed with blue agave nectar. Real lime juice and cane sugar for the perfect balance of sweet, salty, and sour every time. Discover legendary taste with Cayman Jack, America's number one margarita. Premium flavored malt beverage. Please drink responsibly. All registered trademarks used under license by American Vintage Beverage Company, Chicago, Illinois. It's okay if you aren't ready for kids right now. It's okay if you don't want to be a mom now or even ever. It's nobody's decision but yours. But do you know what's not okay? Not knowing how effective your birth control is. Talk to your doctor about effective birth control options so you can make an informed decision. Tap to learn more 